Roger, I'm a rigger at Bath Iron Works. 28 years, none. It's interesting. All of it. Busy. Very important. Warmth, a lot. I hope so. I applied. Hi, I'm Hopper. And I'm Heather. We are the creators of a project called Southgate Faces, in which we photographed and interviewed 65 shipbuilders at Bath Ironworks in Bath, Maine. This is a podcast about the project. Southgate Voices Podcast 5. Wow, you got it. Good job. First time. Nailed it. <laughs> it, took, it only took five times. Yeah. Uh, today, Roger the Rigger. Roger the Rigger. Shall we just get into it? Let's get into it. Are we too loud? Yeah, probably. No, sorry. It's all right. I've got other background noise. All right, good. All right, it's Roger. It's Roger. Um, Roger, can you say, I'm Roger, I'm a blank at Bath Ironworks. Roger, I'm a rigger at Bath Ironworks. How long have you been here? 28 years. What's your nickname? None. I don't have one. Um, what do you like about being a rigger? It's interesting. What's hard about it? All of it. What's it like right now where you're working? Busy. I'm going to be able to do something with these one more days. Yeah, I think like so. <laughs> um, how important is it to work with a good crew here? Very important. What's a bad day like here? Busy. It's a good day. Warmth. What the completion of Zoom won't mean to you? A lot. You think the election will have an effect on the future of the yard? I hope so. How long is your commute? Uh, 25 minutes. How'd you get into this line of work? Ooh, I applied. Awesome. So... Roger, you were mad at the time when we did this. You were, like, kind of annoyed with Roger. Yeah. Understandably so. So let's, let's give some background. So um, we set up the spaceship in the living room of these shipbuilders every day. And, um, and while, by that, you mean we set up a portable studio uh, outside the gate right. in a parking spot That's near, right. near the South Gate. Right, That's exactly. That's the name of the project. Which is totally their turf. And so then we dropped this crazy-looking structure there. And some, some people came in on their own, especially once they knew what we were doing. Others, um, we kind of spied, and they had a really interesting look about them, and we... Usually you. By we, I mean me, <laughs> would go um, kind of up to them and try to convince them, cajole them um, to come into the photo booth. Mm-hmm. And I have a way of being convincing. I use certain attributes um, to my advantage, my height, my gender, uh, my very out of placeness in that environment. You can, you know, you can, that's either a disadvantage or an advantage. And I kind of catch people off guard. So, mm-hmm. um, so Roger, I forget how we first got attracted to Roger, but we sort of saw that he was an influencer and that he had... He always had a group around him. He had a a group around him. He had a following. And so I started working on Roger 
probably two or three weeks prior to him actually agreeing to step into the photo studio. Yeah, that was a long-term I kept working, and, he, and he'd say to me, uh, next time, next time, next time. Are you going to be here? Where were you yesterday? I was ready to do it yesterday, but you yeah. weren't here yesterday. Yeah. And he was kind of pushing our buttons on that. And so then finally... I dragged him into the photo studio, and he agreed. He agreed, but he did it his way, right? He had planned that too. Like I think he listening did. back, he had planned on giving very short answers yeah. and not giving us just basically holding back and not giving us much. He was he was being ornery. He was being yeah. ornery. So you're you're asking these questions. Everybody else is sort of expanding on their answers, and Roger is like he's on the game show The Pyramid, and he's just got to do one-word answers. Yeah. So um, he did that, and you were kind of annoyed, and I, underst- I, I understood mean, that. Although after his second or third one-word answer, I thought, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do with this. Right. I'm going to edit it so that I'm going to put all the words together and just like and just blast it out That's just right. like that, which is what we ended up doing. Yeah, and it wound up being kind of cool. And interestingly, um, of all of the shipbuilders that we worked with, Roger, um, uh, Roger, you know every time you put your feet in your slippers and slide them across the floor, it makes a noise. It that, makes a noise. Yeah. Sorry. That's right. Just a little housekeeping. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are at my house, which is why I'm wearing my slippers. Now everybody knows. Okay. <laughs> It'll be warm enough soon, so you don't have to wear them. We it's hope. a heated floor for crying out loud. We hope. Okay. Anyway, may I continue? Please. Thank you. So, uh, what made Roger? So, what made Roger um, most uh, interesting and more most important to the project, though, wasn't his interview. No, in it was actually that we forged a friendship. Yeah. So, of all the shipbuilders that we worked with, Roger became my friend. Yeah. And we ended up texting back and forth. And you learned a lot about Roger. I learned a lot about Roger. I learned about his life. He learned a little bit about my life. And um, every single Friday, he would send me a text, happy Friday to my favorite photog. And I would say, happy Friday to my favorite rigger. Yeah. Sometimes I'd say, my one and only rigger, because it's true, I don't know another. So, and, uh, and we should say rigger, too, is uh, oh. basically he like... He straps up That's and puts, right. the, puts the cables on these monstrous pieces of metal that are then hoisted by a crane operator. Right. And the crane operator could be like in a cab in the crane 500 yards up and away from him. And they're, and they're communicating with walkie-talkies. And as, as the crane operator has told us, so this relationship between rigor and crane operator is like totally monogamous, monogamous yeah. and singular and super important. Their lives important. depend on one Their lives on, depend on, on one another, yeah. and we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, but also some of, the, um, some of the crane operators said to us, sometimes I don't talk to anybody but Roger right. the Rigger all, all day. day. All day. He's the only one I talk to. Yeah. Ate my lunch up in the crane. And, it's and just him only, and Roger. Eight just hours, him and Roger. nine hours. That's right. Just the two so, of them. Um, Anyway, Roger and I became friends, and and we developed a relationship. And as a matter of fact, when we had our um, a sampling of our portrait project in the Maine Maritime Museum, mm-hmm. which is a uh, museum dedicated to Bath's maritime history, check it out online. Check it out online. Maine Maritime Mu- it, Museum in Bath, Maine. It's less than a mile from the shipyard, mm-hmm. right? So we had this exhibit there, and of course, we thought everybody go see our exhibit, all the shipbuilders. But these guys at three thirty, when their shift is over. They just want out. They're gone. So one day I said to Roger, I'm dragging you over there. I'm taking you to see this exhibit because Roger, who in spite of the fact that he gave us these one word answers, had this really touching, moving portrait. 
he photographed yeah. very well. Yeah. And you did this very nice job of just editing, cobbling together these one word answers. Thank you. Um, well done. So um, I picked him up early one day from work and he and I drove him over to the museum and we went in and we looked at it. And at that point, we'd already become friends. And so he looks at his portrait and then he listens to the audio and he actually, for the first time, expressed some regret to me. He said, oh, I wish I'd been. I wish I'd done a better job with that. I, you know, I, I'm sorry. I well, wish I'd... At that point, he'd become invested in our project. He had, as a matter of fact. And one of the reasons that we wound up being successful in getting more and more shipbuilders after him was that he was sending people That's to right. us. That's right. It's sort of like once he did it and it passed his... Um, standard. Then it was okay. Then it was okay. And he, the next day he brought us five people. Yeah. Right. Including, Lined them um, up. A, including a crane operator, at right. least one. Right. So, um, so Roger really became this influencer. And once, once we got in with Roger, um, many more people came. We ran. So, um, we, uh, so I brought Roger to see the thing and then, um, he did come back another time because he wanted a picture with me, mm-hmm. and and um, he used to call me shrimp. Mm-hmm. I'm very short for those of you who don't know. Yeah. So and I said to him, our band one day in this photograph can be the cover of our album. Can be um, Shrimpy and the Rigger. That was going to be our band name. <laughs> I didn't and know he, that. Yeah. So. Um, so anyway, Roger, so getting back to this relationship and how important and, and um, safety conscious the rigor and the um, crane operator has to be, twice in Roger's career at BIW, he sustained very, very serious injuries because of an accident that happened um, with a crane operator. First of all, I want to pause and say, I always thought it was sort of funny that he would tell us about these payloads, these like 200 ton payloads that he's rigging to be lifted up above him. And I thought it was funny that he wore a hard hat. (laughs) Yeah. Because that payload comes down. It's all that's left is the hard hat. So, um, at any rate, uh, we don't know what happened, the accident that was decades before us, Mm -hmm. but, um, a year and a half ago or so, I was uh, actually on a swim vacation guiding, and I got my Friday text. Or I think I texted um, Roger first, and I said, Happy Friday, Rigger. And he wrote back and he said, You won't believe it. I shattered my other leg today. And he'd had this accident where the crane um, swung this, I don't know how many ton um, plate of steel. And it took out his leg and yeah. it shattered his leg. It was the second time in his career it had happened. And up until then, these stories about injuries and, and things to us were just stories. That's right. But now you and I had this connection That's right. to this shipbuilder who was injured. In our in, tenure of knowing during, him. Yeah, during our tenure of knowing him. Yeah. And it, it lent some reality to the danger of the job. Yeah. And to the risk that they take. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that that was pretty stunning. And he was out for eight months. That's right. Surgery after surgery. I sent him a book. You did. You sent him a book. Up, I sent him a book that actually was a fictional book that included. Um, it was it was a book in which the Zumwalt, um, in the future, is this ship that um, is no longer used. It was a dinosaur. But it winds up saving the world. That's right. That's right. <laughs> because and of its still capabilities. We don't know if he ever read it or not. I'm, I, not, I'm not, not sure. sure he would admit to it or admit not to it. Yeah, I'm not sure. But um, so we stayed in touch throughout his convalescence, and he eventually got better and came back to work. 
And uh, and Roger also um, kind of had, I don't want to say a hate-love relationship with the project. It was mostly love. But what he would do is anytime our exhibit went up somewhere new, and his picture was one of the most important portraits. Uh, he, he he would hear about it from other people, like he was a celebrity. And so, like when it was in the newspaper, or when we were on main public radio or whatever, and he would say, oh, there you go again, showing my ugly mug everywhere and da-da-da-da-da. But at the same time, I know that he took a lot of pride in it. Absolutely. Because he would always say, well, did you give them my picture? <laughs> and I would say, yes, Roger, I did. I gave him your picture. So... Um, Fast forwarding sort of to the end of the story, um, you and I were going to be on the main television show 207, mm-hmm. and which is a show that Roger watches That's all right. the time. And so I said to him, hey, we're going to be on 207. And he said, oh, I'm so excited. You got to let me know when. got to let me know when. And then um, one Friday, we did our Happy Friday exchange, and he said he wasn't feeling well. And then our 207 episode aired on um it was going to air on Tuesday night, and mm-hmm. Tuesday morning I, I texted him, and I said, hey, it's going to be on tonight. Make sure you watch. And I never heard back. And then um, Tuesday night after it ran, I said, hey, did you watch? And I never heard back. And I started to worry at that point because he always got back right away. Mm. And then um, later that night I said, Rigger, I'm starting to worry about you. And then Wednesday morning I said, Rigger, what's going on? And then Thursday morning, I sent one more text. I said, um, Rigger, please respond. And his sister actually responded and said, Heather, um, this is Greta, Roger's sister, and my brother's passed away unexpectedly. Wow. So we don't know what happened. Um, We know that um, he passed away in his sleep. We hope that it was peaceful. Yeah. We don't get to know why. Roger was three months younger than I am, mm-hmm. which makes him even more younger than you. Yes, quite a bit younger than you. <laughs> and uh, so poor Roger and poor us for our loss and his family and the yard. And um, it was very poignant because, again, of all of the, ship, the shipbuilders that we got to know, Roger was the one that we... Um, Mm-hmm. Formed the most unlikely relationship with. Right. And uh, and right. then he left us. And so... He brought us in. He did bring us in. He and brought he, us into he he brought us into the yard. It took a it took a level up when, yeah. when Roger got involved. Well, he, um, he made us legitimate in he, the eyes of the shipbuilders. I think he did. Yeah. I think he did. And then um, also uh, I felt so good, as I know you did, because his family was so grateful to have the images that, um, the portraits that I made and the, the voice recording that you made. I mean, it's the last time you can, you know, it's the only way we can yeah. hear his voice anymore. Yeah. And, um, a nice legacy to very much so. And so have. I communicated with his sister and with his aunt. And at that same time, uh, we were taking down the exhibit at Frontier. In right. We were contacted by the, um, assistant to the president of the Senate, of the state Senate, chief of staff of the, the of staff. president of the Senate. Yep. And he asked us if we would hang a few of the portraits in his office. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to hang Rogers. Yeah. And then in an amazing twist of fate, it turns out that Rogers aunt works at the state house. Right. So in my communications with her, I said to her, well, next 
just so you know, Roger's picture is going to be hung in the state house. And she said, you won't believe this. I work in the state house. So she was actually there um, less than a week after Roger's passing. She was there for the hanging, for the hanging that's right. of his portrait in the state house where it remains and will for the next two, two years. That's right. We're proud to have it at the main state house. We are. And um, Troy Jackson, who is the president of the Senate from, from the county, as that's we right. say here, right. Um, Wanted it, wanted it in in his environs right. as well as his chief of staff. That's right. Um, um, whose name is? Yeah, BJ McAllister. BJ McAllister. BJ McAllister. Um, Sorry, so, BJ. <laughs> so um, they um, wanted to remind themselves of who they're working for. That's right. Every day. That's right. Um, and that's why they wanted these these portraits there, right. which which is great. It's a really cool thing. So to have. all very poignant. And um, yeah, shall we wrap up um, podcast number five? We should. Roger, yeah. miss you, buddy. See you, Raj. <laughs>